Just before this episode starts, I want to take a moment in silence to remember all the victims of the tragic events of September 11, 2001. Let us never forget. Ladies and gentlemen, the NFL has finally returned. Last night we had the first game of the new season between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Houston Texans at Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City, Missouri. Of course, there were a few fans in attendance with the new coronavirus protocols in place that the NFL has put out. And the Chiefs ended up winning the game 34-20. to 20. Um, This wasn't really a shock to me personally because I knew the Chiefs were going to put up points at home. And I wasn't sure if the Texans were going to match the Chiefs offensively. And um, they just didn't. So the Chiefs won by 14 points. Patrick Mahomes, the... MVP quarterback for the Chiefs, who's now the highest paid player in the NFL and is considered by some to be the best player already in the NFL, threw for 211 yards and three scores on 24 of 32 passing. Pretty darn efficient, if you ask me. Mistake-free football will win you most games in the NFL. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie running back out of LSU for the Chiefs, He performed really well in his first NFL game. He had 25 carries for 138 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Um, And the Chiefs' top receiver was Sammy Watkins with seven receptions and 82 yards and a score. If you had any of those guys in fantasy, then you had yourself a pretty good good round last night. Um, For the Texans, Deshaun Watson, he got a contract extension a few days before last night and he showed up to play as well um he went 20 of 32 on passing uh 253 yards a touchdown and a pick it wasn't enough but he wasn't i don't think it was the main reason that we lost um david johnson the new acquired running back for the texans he was acquired from the arizona cardinals when the texans traded deandre hopkins to arizona for um, Bill O'Brien's personal reasons, but anyway, David Johnson had 11 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown, and the Texans' top receiver was Will Fuller with eight receptions and 112 yards. So it kind of the game kind of went according to the script. I think the Chiefs are off to a good start. The Texans they just lost a better team on the road. Like I I didn't I couldn't really complain, um, and so. We'll just see what what happens from here. Now, the Texans, the thing is they need to get Deshaun Watson on the same page as his three main receivers, which are Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb, I believe. Yeah, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, and Randall Cobb. If those three receivers can get on the same page as Deshaun Watson, they can hang with anybody, even the Chiefs and the Ravens, on any, any given day maybe in the AFC, but the Chiefs are just better. They're the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champions, and a lot of people are picking them to go back, and I don't see a reason that if 
the only thing that could hold the Chiefs back from getting to, back to the Super Bowl and winning it this year is injuries, really. Mahomes and the rest of his crew on offense, they're all healthy, and it's quite scary what offense that they can um, put forward in front of them on uh, any given Sunday. So moving on to other games, the NFL, this Sunday is going to be packed with packed with football games. Um, you got the Seahawks versus the Falcons, Jets, Bills, Bears, Lions, Packers, Vikings, Dolphins, Patriots, Eagles, Washington, Raiders, Panthers, Colts, Jaguars, Browns, Ravens, Chargers, Bengals, Buccaneers, Saints, Cardinals, 49ers, Cowboys, Rams on Sunday night football and Monday night. Um, traditionally the first week of the season, you have a Monday night football doubleheader. And this year it's the Steelers versus Giants and the Titans taking on the Broncos. So I'm going to pick <coughs> as many games as I can. Um, the Seahawks are on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Seahawks are going to win this game. They just have the better team, better offense. Russell Wilson is healthy. He's, I think he's the second best quarterback in the league behind Mahomes. And he has a really revamped offense. The Falcons, of course, they have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones on offense, but just a ton of question marks on defense. And they've been kind of running the same system. So I just think this the Seahawks are just the better team and they should squeak out a win on the road. The Jets take on the Bills uh, in Buffalo. Buffalo um, is picked by many this year to win the AFC East because, of course, the Patriots lost out on Tom Brady um, and they are no longer the favorites. So, the Bills are six and a half point favorites against the Jets and the Jets there. They have a decent defense, but there's a ton of question marks for the Jets Jets on offense. So I'm going to go with the Bills uh, to win that game. Bears Lions. Those are the two uh, bad teams, I would say, in the NFC North um, there. It's kind of a pick em game. I guess Detroit, since they're at home and they have the better quarterback, Matthew Stafford, the Bears with Mitch Trubisky. That's just that's become just so laughable at this point, the way that the bears moved up to the second pick in the draft back in 2017 to pick up Mitch Trubisky from North Carolina, instead of passing up on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, who now are the two highest paid players in the NFL. And they settled for Mitch Trubisky. So that's going to haunt the bears for decades to come. So the lions will win that game, I guess, but it doesn't really matter. Packers Vikings. Those are the two better teams than the NFC North. And they're going to be playing each other in Minnesota. Um, I'm going to pick the Vikings. I'm going to go with what Vegas is saying. Vegas is saying that the Vikings are two and a half point favorites and why not? Vikings have a pretty good defense. They're been known for the defense for the past decade or so. The Packers do have a nice offense, of course, led by one of the best quarterbacks in the game, Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers defense is stellar as well, but I just think the Vikings defense can, will, uh, be just a little bit better uh, than the Packers offense on Sunday Dolphins Patriots. Now this is an intriguing one, isn't it? Because the Patriots, like I said before, have lost Tom Brady for this season. And of course in comes Cam Newton, who's been out in the NFL for a year and a half and he's new the, and he is the new Patriots starter. We'll see what the Dolphins do. They have a new, well, not new, but Ryan Fitzpatrick is their quarterback and he's been a journeyman for a long time. And, He's the starter for the Dolphins for now. We'll see if Tua Tagovailoa, their number five overall draft pick, comes in later in the season. The Patriots, we know that they have a really, really good defense, especially in the secondary. And I'm sure Belichick will have them ready to play. The question is, uh, what kind of offense is the Patriots going to run? 
Is Cam going to really be a pocket passer? Are they going to utilize Cam and get him out of the pocket and kind of make him a bulldozer on the outside and make him or allow him to maybe push the ball downfield and get some extra yards? So I, I see the Patriots winning at home. Vegas has them at six and a half point favorites, and why not? The Eagles take on Washington. Washington is no longer the Redskins. They're just called the Washington football team. I think that's kind of dumb, but regardless, the Eagles are on the road and they're five and a half point favorites. I think the Eagles, as long as they don't get hurt by injuries, which I've heard that they are, but Carson Wentz is still a pretty good quarterback in the NFL these days. And the watch the, and I have to stop myself from saying the Redskins because that's just such a habit, but Washington has a ton of question marks right now. Dwayne Haskins is the starter, but, and of course they have a high draft pick Chase Young Young on the defensive line. Uh, I just think the Eagles are an overall better team and they just out talent Washington. So I'll just pick the Eagles to win. The Las Vegas Raiders will travel to the Carolina Panthers. Um, The Panthers, they have a kind of a new offense with the new head coach, Matt Rule. The new quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, and of course, the Panthers have arguably the best overall non-quarterback offensive player in the game in Christian McCaffrey, and he's actually the best fantasy player, fantasy football player this year. So hopefully, for those of you who play fantasy football, you got Christian McCaffrey and we were able to be in the number one draft draft spot to get him. But regardless, um, the Raiders do have a decent offense um, but the thing is, the Panthers, I just think they'll have a little better offense. Um, I can see Josh Jacobs, the running back for the Raiders, have a field day against the Panthers defense, who, of course, lost their legendary linebacker, Luke Keekley, who is known for being a tackling machine. And even I could see him having a good game, but I just think the Panthers just, I guess they're at home. It's kind of a flipping game. Vegas is saying that the Raiders is going to win by three. That's kind of a toss of game. So I'll go ahead with the Panthers, but I won't be shocked if the Raiders win. The Colts, the Indianapolis Colts are on the road to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Jaguars are considered by many to be the absolute worst team in the NFL this year. Just so much turnover, so many trades. They got rid of their best pass, rush, pass rusher, Yannick Ngakwe, gave him to Minnesota. Uh, they got rid of their star running back, Leonard Fournette, and Tampa Bay picked him up for a year. Um, Gardner Minshew is their quarterback, but I don't think he's going to do much. The Colts' defense is low-key, kind of nasty. They're a little underrated. And the Colts also have arguably the best offensive line in the game. Um, they do have a new quarterback this year, Phillip Rivers, who was the Chargers' longtime quarterback out in San Diego and Los Angeles. He's not a mobile quarterback, but he's a very cerebral quarterback, and he can't, when he's on, he can make pretty good decisions, and he won't make dumb decisions. But he did throw a lot of picks last year, so that's a bit of a concern if you're a Colts fan. But I don't see how the Colts lose this game. They're seven and a half point favorites on the road uh, in Jacksonville, so Colts win this game pretty easily. The Browns travel to take on the Baltimore Ravens. Of course, the Ravens, they're considered by many to be a top three team in the league this year. Again, with Lamar Jackson, who won the MVP last year at quarterback. They have a loaded defense, although they got rid of Earl Thomas, who is is becoming a locker room cancer anywhere he goes in the league. But 
the Ravens, regardless, have a stellar offense, a nasty defense, and they're seven and a half point favorites against the Browns. The Browns do have a really good cast of characters and offense with Baker Mayfield as quarterback, Odo Beckham, Jarvis Landry on the outside. Um, I think they have Austin Hooper at, at tight end now, and at running back, they have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, who are both really, really good players. Um, and Brown's defense, of course, they're led on the defensive front by Miles Garrett, who just got paid um, this summer. And they fixed the Browns also fixed their offensive line a little bit. But I just think the Ravens are overall a little bit more talented. And with the Browns, it's been a constant state of drama for the Browns. So I'm going to pick the Ravens in this game. But I actually wouldn't be shocked if the Browns pulled out this game in Baltimore. Next game I'm going to pick is the Chargers and Right now we're getting into the late afternoon Sunday game. So all the games that I just went through are at uh, noon, at the noon central time spot. The next game is the Chargers-Bengals, 3.05 central. The Chargers, um, they should beat the Bengals because the Bengals are kind of a recovering team. They're, they're starting from the basement this year and there's nowhere to go for them but up. The Bengals best thing for them is their number one overall draft pick, Joe Burrow out of LSU, who had the best, frankly, best college season by any quarterback in history. But really, that's the best thing that the Bengals have going for them. They do have AJ Greenback, who's one of the better receivers in the game, but he's all he's been consistently hurt the past several years. So he's never he was never able to get on the same page as the Bengals quarterback. Chargers do have a pretty talented defense and a decent offense with Tyra Taylor under center. Not they won't wow you with their fireworks on offense, but they can do just enough. And I think they'll beat the Bengals at in Cincinnati. Now this game, now this next game is going to be a really fun, fun, intriguing game. You got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to new Orleans to take on the saints. The saints are three and a half point favorites at the Superdome, but of course with limited fan attendance, it's not going to be the home field advantage that a lot of new Orleans saints fans know and love uh, the bucks. Like I said before, they acquired Tom Brady from, well, they picked up Tom Brady in free agency this year, and many people consider him to be the GOAT. I think he's the GOAT as well. And on offense, he has a ton of weapons at his disposal with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans on the outside, uh, Cameron Brate, OJ Howard, and Rob Gronkowski at tight end. Um, in the backfield, there's um, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, LaShawn McCoy. So there's two, three good players just at every not just like decent, like really, really good players at all three offensive skill positions. So Brady's going to put up a lot of numbers against the Saints defense. The Saints secondary has been known to just give up a ton of passing yards and just the Saints defense is just known to have feathers in the secondary, basically. The defensive front for the Saints is okay, but um, they're not going to, necessarily why you now the Saints offense though is is pretty good with Drew Brees one of the better quarterbacks again in NFL history and he has Michael Thomas his his number one target who fits fits into the Saints offensive system like a glove and you got Alvin Kamara at running back I think Latavius Murray is the backup running back and he's no scrub either um just I can see this game as a shootout and I'm going to pick the Bucks to win, even though Vegas has the Saints as three and a half point favorites. Um, I think the Bucks just 
I think they have a sneaky good plan on offense, and I think they'll be able to kind of destroy the Saints' secondary on Sunday. But that's going to be a fun, fun game to watch. The next 325 game, um, Central Time, is going to be the Arizona Cardinals taking on the 49ers out in San Francisco. San Francisco is a seven-point seven favorite in this game. You have, uh, with the Cardinals, you have Kyler Murray, who's one of the more dynamic quarterbacks in the league. I think this is his second year. And, of course, the Cardinals, they just acquired uh, DeAndre Hopkins this summer from the Houston Texans. And they have other offensive weapons like the the ageless Larry Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk. Um, running back, not, not as good as receiving core, but the Cardinals, they can put up some points on offense. And the 49ers, they have... Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo under center, they have a nice committee of running backs, and the 49ers defense itself is pretty darn nasty at all three levels. So the Cardinals, they're with just their questions on defense, I just see the 49ers coming out with the win, and the Cardinals will have a tough time scoring against the 49ers defense. Sunday night game this week is the Dallas Cowboys. America's team taking on the LA Rams uh, out in Los Angeles. Cowboys offense is pretty darn good with Dak Prescott under center. They got Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup on the outside. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott's one of the better running backs in the game. Cowboys front seven is pretty, pretty darn good. Um, this Cowboys secondary is filled with a bit is filled with a few question marks, but I think, um, with their talent, they'll be able to overwhelm the Rams a little bit. The Rams do have a nice defensive front led by arguably the best defensive player in the game, Aaron Donald, on the at the nose tackle position. But the Rams, just on offense, they lost Todd Gurley to Atlanta, so they're not as dynamic in the running game. I still think Jared Goff is a little bit overrated as a quarterback. He didn't deserve to get paid uh, what he got paid in that recent contract. So... I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win as much as I don't want the Cowboys to win, but I think the Cowboys are just an overall better talented team than the Rams. So go Cowboys, I guess, on Sunday night football. So the Monday night games, first one, 615 Central on ESPN. You got the Pittsburgh, excuse me, the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New York Giants in New York. Um, Pittsburgh is a six-point favorite on the road. I just see Pittsburgh this year. A lot of people are saying that they're going to, maybe sneak in with 11 or 12 wins, which is really good considering where they were last year. Last year, they didn't have Ben Roethlisberger. They're really old, but very talented quarterback. Um, and he just comes back um, healthy. Same uh, with their receiving core with led by Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, good running backs, too, for the Steelers, led by James Conner. And the Steelers' defense is pretty darn good, and they – they added Mika Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins to their secondary. So the Steelers' defense is going to be nice. And, of course, Mike Tomlin, their head coach, uh, puts his hat on defense. And I just think the Steelers are going to be hungry this year to prove people wrong. Kind of, They're going to fly under the radar this year in the AFC because the Chiefs and the Ravens are going to be at the top all year. But the Steelers could sneak in and just be that other good team that no one is really paying attention to. With the Giants... Um, of course they do have Saquon Barkley, one of the better running backs in the game, but other than that, 
for the Giants, they do have Sterling Shepard, maybe Evan Ingram at tight end. Um, Giants defense is just full question marks. Daniel Jones is not quite ready to take the next step forward as the Giants quarterback, so I'm going to pick the Steelers on Monday Night Football in this game. And then finally, at the 9-10 spot on ESPN Central Time, you got the Tennessee Titans taking on the Denver Broncos in Mile High City. Titans are two-point favorites, um, I suppose, because Derrick Henry is a freight train for the Titans. He ran all over the Ravens, of course, in last year's playoffs, and he is primed for another another big season. He got paid, and Ryan Tannehill got paid as well. We'll see if he lives up to his contract. Um, the Broncos, they were picked to have really good defense, but they got some bad news a couple days ago when their star linebacker, Von Miller, he had season-ending surgery for an injury, so that's a real big bummer for the Broncos, who were expected to t- kind of take a big, a little bit of a step forward and maybe have nine or even ten wins this year. But they have to compete with Kansas City all year, so that's going to be a tough matchup for their defense. And the Broncos, they they have Drew Locke as quarterback. Drew Locke as quarterback, which I'm not going to really sneeze at because he's he had a couple good games, but he's not going to really wow you with anything. So I'm going to pick the Titans to win this game. They're two-point favorites. It's kind, of, it's kind of a toss-up, but I just think Derrick Henry is going to have a field day against the depleted Broncos defense. And that's all the NFL scores. Whew, I'm out of breath, but wow, just glad that it's back. Getting to NBA's. NBA scores next in the bubble. There's two games tonight, 9-11. First, you got the Nuggets, Clippers, and then you got the Celtics-Raptors. Um, the Celtics-Raptors is a fun series. It's going to be game seven. Um, the last game, game six, went into double overtime with the Raptors pulling it out and staying in the series. Um, I'm going to pick the Celtics just because I trust their playmakers a little more, but I won't be surprised at Toronto wins the game because the Raptors are out to prove this year to everybody that winning the championship last year with Kawhi Leonard, who's now on the Clippers is no fluke because still have a really good team led by players such as Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Fleet, Serge Baca, Marcus Saul, and the rest of their crew. They're a very tight group. They have good chemistry. Nick Nurse is a great X's and O's coach and they'll be well-prepared, but the Celtics led by a nice coach, Brad Stevens, and they have playmakers everywhere. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Kimball Walker, Marcus Smart, um, and really good role players off the bench like Robert Williams and Daniel Tice fills out their center role quite nicely. So I'm going to pick the Celtics, and I think the Celtics would be a little bit more of an entertaining matchup versus the Miami Heat than the Raptors would, but either way, um, I wouldn't mind seeing either of them, but I'm going to pick the Celtics and hope they win. Now, the L.A. Clippers, they take on the Nuggets um, in Game 5 of that series tonight. The Clippers are up 3-1 to one in this series, and they should be able to close out the Nuggets tonight. Um, the Nuggets do have a little bit of an internal strife struggle going on right now with one of the younger players, Michael Porter Jr., basically calling out the coach of Denver, Mike Malone, for like not giving him the ball more, but the thing is, in the playoffs, you have to be you have to operate really as one unit as a team. You can't you can't really be selfish during the playoffs and you have to work together with your teammates to kind of overcome obstacles. And the Nuggets definitely have obstacles right now with their three one series deficits against the Clippers. I just see the Clippers closing it out tonight. They have Kawhi Leonard, arguably the best two way player in the game. 
another star in Paul George. Patrick Beverly is a great perimeter defender. Montrez Harrell, the sixth man of the year. Lou Williams off the bench. Um, the the Clippers are just really talented, really deep, and many people picked them at the beginning of the year to be the NBA champions. And I just think they're going to close out the Nuggets tonight. Now for the game tomorrow night in the NBA, you have the Houston Rockets taking on the LA Lakers. Rockets are down three to one in this series. Um, I mentioned in my last podcast that I think that uh, I thought that the Rockets were going to take at least one game in the series, but I thought the Lakers were going to win in six. Well, now it's looking like the Lakers could close out the series in five because um, the Lakers have started to basically dominate with both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. They're just exerting their size on the Rockets. The Rockets can't really match up size or physically with the with the Lakers. If the Rockets aren't hitting shots and if they aren't limi- limiting the turnovers, it's hard hard for them to beat the Lakers. And with Rajon Rondo coming back for the Lakers, that's just another floor general. And, you know, the, the Lakers, they're just, I think they're just a little bit overall better than the Rockets. Although, even though the Rockets have two MVPs in James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, they're just not up to the Lakers, not up to the Lakers level. So I'm just going to take the Lakers to close out the series. Hopefully the Rockets can put up a fight, but I just don't see it happening uh, tomorrow night. Now, another big exciting thing going on in the sports world is college football is also coming back um, this weekend. A lot of ACC and Big 12 games. I'm just going to pick some games from the top 25 poll games. Um from the ACC, you got North Carolina versus Syracuse. And keep in mind, I haven't been keeping up too much with off-season college football news just because I've been following more of the NBA, NFL, MLB stuff. But as the season goes along, I will be paying more attention to teams and how they how they operate. Uh, North Carolina versus Syracuse. UNC's 23-point favorite at home. I'll take North Carolina. Um Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns are going up to Ames, Iowa to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. Um, Iowa State should win that game as an 11.5-point favorite. Notre Dame's ranked number 10. They're going to be hosting Duke. They're 20-point favorites, and Notre Dame should win pretty easily. Uh, Oklahoma, who's ranked number 5, will play Missouri State in Norman. Um, if, Oklahoma lose, if Oklahoma loses that game, then Lincoln, Lincoln Riley should be fired immediately after that game. Uh Clemson is ranked number one. They will play Wake Forest um, in in Winston-Salem this uh, Saturday evening at 6.30 on ABC, 6.30 Central Time. Um, of course, Clemson is led by Trevor Lawrence, who will probably be the number one overall draft pick in next year's NFL draft. They're 33-point favorites against Wake Forest on the road, so I don't see how Clemson loses that game. Uh, TU plays UTEP in Austin at... 7 p.m. Central on the Longhorn Network, which no one has. <laughs> uh, Texas 43-point favorites against UTEP. Um, Texas will win. And then the last one I'm seeing right here, UCF and Florida International got postponed. So there you go. Top 25 football, football scores for this week. It will be exciting. The SEC is slated to start um, the weekend of September 26. So just look forward to future episodes and picks from more conference games in the SEC and beyond. A couple final quick notes before I head out of here. So we have a lot of contract extensions to talk about in the NFL. 
Of course, the biggest one was Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for the Houston Texans, got a really nice four-year, hundred-something million-dollar extension, and now he and Patrick Mahomes are well, Mahomes first, I guess, because he's the highest. But Mahomes and him are now the second, are the two highest-paid players in the NFL. So good for Deshaun Watson. The question is, he doesn't really have the coaching that. Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City does, and he doesn't have the weapons either. I guess you could make an argument that if they switch teams, Watson would just be would be in a crazy position, and maybe with his with Kansas City's weapons and the coaching of Kansas City, you could say that oh, Watson's better than Mahomes. But they're both really, really good quarterbacks, and I'm glad that Watson finally got his money. But the Texans just need to keep protecting Watson so he doesn't go down with more ACL injuries. And the, um, as long as the offensive line for the Texans gets better and better, which hopefully it does, and the defense for the Texans um, improves throughout the year, the Texans should be in, in most games that they're in just because of Deshaun Watson. Now for other other contract extensions, I know Tredavious White, the cornerback for the Bills, he got a nice four-year, $70 million extension. He's one of the better cornerbacks, so good for him. Um, Jadavion Clowney, who was on the Texans at one time, he got signed by the Tennessee Titans to a one-year deal. I guess that's going to be another um, potential problem for the Texans to stop, to slow him down. But I don't see I don't see that putting the Titans necessarily over the top. I don't think that puts them over the Texans or the Colts in the AFC South, but you never know. And really, that's all I can really think of. Uh, oh, uh, I almost forgot. DeAndre Hopkins, who who is now on the Cardinals from the Texans, he got a nice two-year, $54 million extension the other day, and he is, I think, now the highest-paid receiver in the NFL. I'll have to double-check that, but he definitely deserves it. He has one of the he has some of the best hands in the NFL. He rarely, rarely drops a pass. He's definitely up there with the likes likes of Julio Jones, um, Julio Jones, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Just in that class of just top tier go to receivers that you that you always want in your team. So good for DeAndre Hopkins. Glad that he got his money. All right, that's. I think if for this episode, thank you for taking the time to check out uh, the podcast today. I did rush through it a little bit just because I'm kind of tight on time this weekend. And I wanted to get my picks in for both college and NFL. Um, But, you know, that's how it's going to be sometimes. Um, Again, thanks for taking time to listen to the podcast. I really do appreciate the support. If you want to support me on Anchor, just follow the links to Anchor um, from the podcast. And you can support me there if you wish to. Um, for those of you, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Um, I'll be trying to put these out every single week um, just because it's football and there's stuff to talk about with football every week. And for those of you who have continued to listen and support me, thank you very much. I genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, and I will catch you all in the next episode. Thank you and have a good day.